everyone and welcome back to the Target Transfers podcast, the number one heat printing podcast in the world. Today, Andy and I are delighted to be joined by Kat and Simon from Rallowise, back for a second episode. And we're going to be talking to you all about um, garments that are going to be trending for 2023 and any advice that the leaders in Blank Apparel can give you uh, for your heat printing business this year. So Simon, uh, Simon and Kat, how are you? Yeah, we're good, thank you. We're good. We're uh, it's the yes. time of recording. It's it's that period where there's snow everywhere and it's very cold. But uh, yeah, we're 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 good and well. Good, good. How um how's everything been for you guys over the last couple of months since we've last spoken? It's been a while, hasn't it, since our last episode? Yeah, <laughs> it's been busy, hasn't it? It's been a crazy couple of months <laughs> yeah quarter quarter four so october november december uh to to, to put it in, in normal speak is always a busy one for us you've got that sort of leading into christmas build up and then the black friday thing and as our customers and our you know listeners will know we're sort of one step ahead of the end end user aren't we so black friday for us really starts mid-september onwards um so it, it's been a very very busy uh, a busy period and uh, I think we're all due a well and break at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. Have you um have you seen any sort of new trends around sort of the Christmas New Year time for this year? I know we're going to touch on things for 2023 and what's new and what people should be looking out for, but is there anything since we've last spoken to you that you've sort of been like, wow, that's taken off and we haven't expected it to or any particular things that come to mind off the top of your head? The main main ones probably the the sort of oversized yeah. um, loungewear or, or sort of casual things, so hoodies, sweatshirts, uh, that that type of nice cozy products that's lovely to gift. Um, so I think a lot of our customers, our mutual customers, will be involved in gifting and, and that sort of thing at this time of year. Um, and there's a really nice range of heavyweight hoodies and, and sweatshirts out now. So we've we've seen some some nice uh, sales there and, and some lovely color choices as well. You know, it's not just black and navy anymore there's all kinds of color shades out there so that that's been a nice nice yeah. story for us i think you're you're repping one of them today as well you're in your in the nice orange tone <laughs> cross neck um, thank you it's, it's a lovely thick one this it's an awd jh201 the cross neck hoodie so it's one of my one of my winter favorites yeah oh definitely um, okay, so we may as well get stuck into it straight away. So what would you guys, obviously the main thing I wanted to talk about today with the people that are listening are going to be um, either already running a heat printing business or potentially thinking about starting one in 2023, which I think a lot of people are thinking about doing and venturing into sort of the side hustles and everything like that. Um, so is there any advice that you'd give for heat printers or just business owners heading into the new year um, that you think would be really vital for them to consider or think about? I think the most important thing is for them to just get in touch with us. Um, so as a supplier, we're really open to kind of helping new businesses and, you know, we want to kind of get that across to people. If they want, if they've got any questions about products or anything like that, they can just give our new business team a call. We can talk them through the process. Um, and, you know, if they are new and they're not having to, you know, wanting to take loads of stock, full boxes of everything, they don't have to. It's a relatively kind of cost-friendly business to get into. Um, so, yeah, if they just get in touch with us, we can talk them through it for sure. And as an extension of that, we've, we've for existing customers, we've got uh, a, a really good field sales team as well. So I think you're probably only ever an hour away at the most from, from one of our sales <laughs> reps. 
Um, and if you're comfortable, we are doing face-to-face -face meetings now. You know, we, we, we test regularly for COVID. At the time of recording, we're still in that sort of space. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll meet you in a coffee shop or at your, uh, your workshop, your factory. Um, we can do meetings over Teams or WhatsApp, phone calls, any which way you like, really. But as Kat said, I think partnering up with your uh, consumable suppliers such as yourselves and your garment suppliers such as us and really tapping into that industry expertise of what's new, what's coming up, uh, what to look out for in the next couple of months, what, what to be thinking about selling and sampling, all that sort of... Um, information you know we just eat sleep live and breathe it and also how to market it da, 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 da. So i won't i won't take up the whole podcast on that point but i think yeah <laughs> getting getting cozy and intimate with your your suppliers is probably top of top of the list of any advice i'd give to uh, a, a new or existing printer yeah i think that's a good point as well because i mean traditionally i think in uk a lot of people have kind of waited for I know Printman promotion to come around. Like, okay, well, I'll I'll find out what's new at Printman promotion. But it is like, it is only once a year, and yeah. uh, consumers' tastes are not once a year. They they can't be set once every twelve months. Is and you see that in high streets. You see it online everywhere. Is it's forever changing. It's not four seasons anymore. There's ten, twelve seasons. So yeah. <laughs> I think by having that relationship with someone like yourselves, is you can like, okay, what's new, what's going on. A lot of the blanks companies we've spoken to actually we had um when orders were on a couple of weeks ago they're like actually we've got eight different launches just for our hoodies planned for the next year so there's always yes. always going to be something um new um and exciting but it means that by having that regular contact you're not going to be missing out you're not like oh i wish i knew about that because if it's a summer color you need to know about it in february march uh to be ready for july august not like in june ready for july because it just it's too late you've not got the chance to market it you've not got a chance to talk to your customers about it but by being able to meet face to face as well means you like actually you can see what the color looks like in real life um and you can see what it feels like in real life you can see the stitching because it's all part of them being able to take that product and tell the story to your customers and then for them to tell their customers onwards as well yeah, definitely. I think if you get a product in somebody's hands, it makes it so much easier for them to sell it as well. Um, you know, they can touch it, feel it, actually see what the fabric's like. So it does make a big difference. For those that are kind of listening and watching, so I guess trying to put it, put yourselves in the people's listening shoes. It's obviously because obviously you have so many different products and it's so many because you cater for like ourselves, you cater for every market. But how would you if you were if you were taking something to a customer? which you would then, how would you then, how, what would, how many type things would you take to a customer? I guess I'm trying to think of them presenting on to their customers. What, you don't want, you don't want to take a hundred things. Yeah, one of every you, color. You kind of want like five <laughs> or ten of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. anyone that's kind of like thinking about bringing some new products out for next year, but doesn't want to overwhelm uh, their customer or their customer's customer, how would you um, advise people to approach that? Something that I used to do, so I used to go out a lot and see customers when I first started at Rallowise and something that I always used to do and encourage customers to do was to have like a good, a better and a best of some of the core products. So you pick like, you know, an entry level price point, um, you know, great products still. And then you pick something that's a little bit more premium and then take your top end. So for example, like a hoodie, you could have three different hoodies, three different t-shirts, three different sweatshirts. And that's a really like easy, basic way to start if you're quite new to it. Um, or build packs for different sectors. So like a uniform pack um, where you've got like a polo fleece jumper, that kind of thing. 
Um, and just that that was the thing that I used to do a lot and, and encourage customers to do. And it seemed to work pretty well for them. Makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I suppose it gives the the your customers customers the choice with the price point as yeah. well. Like if they don't want to go too much to into that top level they've got the option for a slightly better cost effective i suppose but then if they do want that premium quality they have both options so i think that's yeah it's a brilliant piece of advice i think yeah. that's exactly what um kelly from styles said last week when we spoke to yeah, her yeah. around the same sort of advice of what's new <laughs> what to think about for next year is, is the good better best option because yeah like you say most of the time they're going to go for the middle or the top one but it, it always helps to know putting that serving suggestion in front of them they kind of like, okay, well, I know what I don't like now at least. Yeah. Even if they pick different colors or they were like, yeah, that's nice, but can you do it, it like this? You can you do that hoodie with a cross neck uh, or something different? Then you're like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what I need to do. I think so often we can, in our industry, we can be guilty of making the decision for the customer. Um, so I think, we, you know, there's enough products for us to give the customer a choice of we, as we've touched on and let the customer make the choice and, and they, you know, we can guide them down that, that journey and that sales journey, but ultimately the customer should, should make the decision unless they say, I want you to recommend something to me, which I'm going to do this, that, the other in, um, you know, and then we can advise as well. But I think the customer, customer making the decision and having a choice is always important. Yeah. And circling back around to what you said earlier, Kat, about not having to hold stock and having those low minimum orders means that not only for the whole print on demand thing that we've spoken about a few times on the podcast, but also when you're trialing those products for the first time, you yeah. don't need to order like a minimum of 10 or 50 to get it and go, actually, I don't like that one. And then you've got 50 garments that you're going to waste or, you know, not use or not be happy to sell. So yeah. I think that's another really good point that um obviously people need to be aware of the fact that you don't have to order loads and loads and loads of garments regardless of what you're printing on well I often say people order something in your size wear it you know trial it yourself because if you like it and you're confident in it then it's gonna you're gonna be more confident selling it as well yeah that's a really good point yeah I think I think yeah I think that's really good advice actually because yeah you, you know you kind of it goes through every activity that way you could be wearing it at work you could be wearing it around the house and then you're like okay actually it's a bit like when we, we always invite customers on when we're they're taking a vinyl cutter and some vines like try and break it it's kind of a bit like the same thing <laughs> really you should go like okay what is the least extreme circumstance that anyone will be wearing your product will be wearing it in and then try and replicate that or um you know, wash it and then tumble, wash it hot and tumble dry it like you shouldn't do for most most clothing just to see what happens because then you're like, okay, I understand why I don't want my customers to do this now. <laughs> yeah, definitely makes a big difference trying it. <laughs> I think just looking at it from the, the point of view of, of someone who's quite new to our industry, um, when you look at polo shirts on Rallowise.com, we've got something like 180 different polo shirts. And even we look at them sometimes and think, wow, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of choice there. What's the difference between them? Um, so a good, a good bit of advice we give to new customers, if they're not sure which polo shirt or which garment to recommend, first ask their customer what they're going to be doing in them. Are they outdoors? Are they going to be getting dirty? Is it in a warehouse? Is it a kind of front house scenario? Um, and we can we can understand then what garments are likely to be a good fit. And again, if, if the customer wants to call us or call our sales rep and say, I'm selling to um, a, a chain of stores or I'm selling to a warehouse environment or I'm selling to a front of house at a nice chain of hotels, whatever it is, give us a call and we'll come up with that good, better, best uh, product menu for them as well and we can even tell them why we're going to suggest those garments what properties they've got yeah. what value it's going to offer the end user why it would suit their environment so again these are things that 
I think we know, but to expect our customer to know is probably a bit of a big ask, certainly in the new stages of their business. But again, we can, we can share all of that. Yeah, it's quite overwhelming, isn't it? Because there are so many options out there. And for somebody who is going on and looking at that one order, or so they just want that one T-shirt or two or three different types to try, and they see all of the options and they're like, well, okay, where on earth do I start? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And we, we've all been there, you know, on, on I think on mine and Kat's first day, we probably had 25 or 30 <laughs> brands. Um, and now we've got over 120. So we've had the, the good fortune of seeing these new brands come in and we've had the training sessions and seeing the, the product lines develop. And the technologies that you guys use as well, you know, we've seen that come through and uh, the, the possibilities and the capabilities of our industry now are huge for such a little investment to get into it. Um, but again, it can be a bit overwhelming on both sides. And I think what's what's lovely about uh, Target and Rallywise is you can come to us and say, this is what I'm trying to do. This is who I'm selling to. I'm quite new to this. What, what, what do I use on, on the target side? What do I use on the otherwise side? And we can send them off with a, with a kit and a, a, a selling suggestion and teach them how to pitch it and how to, how to sell it to their customer as well. That's a good point as well, because I mean, I'm sure you're probably not allowed to list any, but I know, I know for a fact that much like ourselves, we, we have a few sort of high profile clients we can talk about, like we've done bit, our colleagues in the US do, do the Super Bowl and they've done something with the NBA, but if you go online, once you kind of start to go on the Rallywise website, then go online and start looking at stuff, you'll start to be like, I recognize that, I recognize that, I recognize that, <laughs> is that a lot of big brands um, and a lot of very successful UK-based companies are buying their garments from you. They're just relabeling them or something like that. But they're, And there's lots of big account customers that you have that you're not allowed to talk about, but lots of people are just getting black garments from yourselves and some transfers or some vinyl screen printing T-shirts and making a real success out of it. So you can essentially go straight to the top level and buy the same products as many of the bigger brands in the UK already. Yeah. You bang on. We, we come in on a Monday after a weekend and you know, we'd, you'd be looking on Instagram or, or uh, ASOS or Boohoo or whatever, you know, well-known shopping stores. And we kind of say, oh, look, I saw this and doesn't it look great? And I think it's a, the, 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 now that's because we're a bit geeky and a bit sad about it. But <laughs> it's surprising how much of our product is on the high street, is on the internet. Um, and people are making a really good margin on it. And yeah. we're, that, that kind of gives as much as a thrill as, as the product itself, because ultimately we're trying to offer our customers, our mutual customers, the business in a box, a, a way to make a, a good living. Um, and the added value sale, I think it's all, we, we like the product when it's, plain and, and blank we appreciate its quality and its aesthetics but when a piece of artwork goes onto it be it a really subtle chess logo or a really nice big print um it just takes on a whole new life you know yeah. and that 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 personal touch um is, is really special and it's it's it caters to the individual's tastes and, and preferences so i think for me that the the key mark of a a, a a good garment is when i can't quite tell if it's from us but I think it is, but I can't find any any proof or, or anything. Oh, you've done yeah. a really good job of retagging and rebagging that one. It's amazing what you can do with like just a plain t-shirt and an idea and Crazy. you know, some some means to decorate it is really is really cool, like how far it's come over the last you know, the last well, ten years at Rallywise now. Yeah. It's yeah. it's evolved so much and you know, it's just it all it takes is one idea and that's it. So if um, for people that phone, I mean, I guess it, like you say, it kind of depends on what is the the end result they're trying to achieve. But do you have any kind of like go-to products that you would recommend anyone when they're sort of doing their first 
garment decorating like two or three t-shirts or hoodies you like these are the ones that i would try out or if you were thinking about starting your own clothing brand which ones would you go for to to get started with controversial i know yeah that's a good question <laughs> i'm wearing one of them I'm well, I mean, that, that's probably philosophy number one is we we wear our own products so from warehouse through to to office we we believe in the philosophy of, of you know if we, we wouldn't wear what we wouldn't sell or if we're going to sell it we, we should wear it too yeah um so to that extent there's probably no no favorites or go-tos per se um but what i would say is there's there's probably 10 or 12 different t-shirts eight or 10 different hoodie brands where we could say look these brands seem to sell well we believe they've got a lovely surface to put a transfer on or printer and embroidery um have a play with these and see what you think so i think every brand what the way i tend to tend to advise customers i say there's something lovely and special and pretty unique within every single brand so we've got 120 brands most of them do a t-shirt so what what's the <laughs> difference um and it might be a particular color it might be a particular knit it could be a particular cut or a detail with but such as the collar or the sleeves um and my my suggestion to people is is find your look and find the best product within each brand for your your look and your your aesthetic and but every single brand has got at least a couple of pieces that stand out and do what they're trying to do really, really well. It comes back down to that kind of what what is your what are you trying to achieve as a customer, right? And what are you trying to achieve to sell to your customers? It depends on what they're after, what their look's going to be. We'll then find our go-to product for that. So it's yeah, I don't think we haven't got like a one go-to product. It sort of depends on the customer and what they want. But we'll always find something for them. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing I noticed as well on your site is that in most for most of the brands that are available is always like a, um is it a rally deal so like some of the sort of colors that are going out of stock or are perhaps less popular but you can always pick up some you're not going to not going to be able to take these and turn them into a brand because they will be odd numbers and odd sizes but you could get some the t-shirt the cut will be the same the fabric will feel mm -hmm. the same but you can just test and test and test and get to you know decorating quite easily even more inexpensively than you might imagine as well yeah i i always think rather deal a there's there's some really good products on there some good good bargains to be had um so if the customer says i just want a royal blue or a navy t-shirt i'm not really worried which brand it is da, 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 da. you can filter to rather deal only on our website and then you can say show me t-shirts in a shade of blue and you know it's worth having a look because there's, there's a significant saving on the cost of what the what the garment was when it was a continued line or a current line. Um, the other aspect is it's really good for sampling. So if you've just got some new toys and you're learning how to apply the transfers or you're learning what temperatures to do on different fabrics and that sort of thing, Raladeal offers you an affordable way of, uh, of, of going through that, that trial and error process. I mean, by all means, do it on a, a you know, a, a really nice garment as well. But I would always say to people, start on Raladeal because then you're, you're, completing your your trial and error and getting to know your equipment on a cost-effective basis yeah mm. there's quite a lot of um price locks as well which i thought was really really good for people because i know that the last couple of years has been a bit of a whirlwind for some stock coming in and out you know it's, it's become more difficult to get stuff into the uk but it's really good to see as well that there's a lot it's very been very consistent i think over the last 12 months in terms of stock levels stock colors um so i think anyone that's thinking about okay 2023 is my year um i'm going to start a new business or i'm going to start a side hustle it means that 
you could be like, okay, you can have that peace of mind as well of like, okay, yeah, prices are a bit more consistent now. I can get everything I need. So it means that if it does take off, you might, because you might, I said to someone who came in the other day, you might, you might just sell one t-shirt every week for the first couple of months, but that's okay. But it means that if you hit that right moment and you're like, I actually need a hundred or 200, you don't have to, you kind of got a lot more peace of mind now as well. So sort of heading into 2023 and getting started. Thanks for listening to the Target Transfers podcast. And just a quick reminder to don't forget to that subscribe button, turn those notifications on. Okay, now back to the podcast. So have you got any advice for anyone that's, anyone that's perhaps thinking of starting a side hustle next year, thinking actually, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with my bills. I'm thinking about, okay, I might start, you know, I've got some good design ideas. What would be kind of be the first steps? I know we, we kind of covered a lot about opening accounts. So if anyone wants to hear in detail about that, go and listen to our previous podcast with, with you two, because there's a lot of really great information about starting and kind of the process you go through. But what would you, what advice would you give to anyone you know, starting from, it's January 1st and they're starting, starting afresh in 2023? I think one of the, the things that we're moving into 2023 with is that as a supplier, we're here to kind of support you when you need it most. So if, say, they've gone through the account setup process, they're new, they've kind of spoke to us already. Um, if they go on our website, there's all these different support areas. Um, we do things like quick quote, they can book meetings with people on the website. Um, so we're really kind of pushing the kind of support element to help these people get their business up and running. Um, so really, it's happened to us for that is is probably the next step for, that I'd advise them to do. I think probably just to add on to that as well, familiarize yourself with with the basics. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's probably going to be a, a demand for good value for money from the end user, from our, our mutual customer. Um, so we've got a whole host of really good, solid basics. We're doing our absolute best to give price stability as well, because that allows people to to look at an inquiry today and quote on it for next week or quote on it coming into January. Um, we're, we're recording this mid-December, uh, if, that, that, uh, if you're listening afterwards. So I think certainly good, good basics, great value for money, great support is probably three key headlines I'd, I'd say for people to focus on. And I think right here and right now, that combination will lend itself really well to either A, growing an existing business. So, you know, it might be someone's running a signage business. They've got all the equipment to do transfers and apply those to garments and they're looking to diversify. Or if someone's starting a business, that, that's a really good place to start here and now. I think that's, that's really good. And I think it's worth noting as well, like Relawise, much like ourselves, is that it's a, if you want to phone up and speak to someone, we're like, we're here to help. You know, yeah. and I've, you know we've, we've had, We've had last minute orders for shows and stuff where we had to get stuff from yourself and someone's phoned mm -hmm. up and like, yeah, don't worry, it's coming, it'll be with you tomorrow. But actually, I think that's something that's really great about the UK garment industry is that all the big companies have UK-based customer service that are there to help you, I mean, um, um, like at least nine to five. So that means that no matter what you've going on, if you've got a question, even if you're doing it as a side hustle when you need to phone at lunchtime, you can get through and there's rarely more than sort of a couple of minutes wait to speak to someone as well it's not like you're going to be sitting there for an hour like maybe if you're finding an electric company or something at the yeah. moment but <laughs> it means that you, you can there is like a support and everyone everyone kind of i mean i know that event we did recently Simon, you had a very a passion to speak about actually we're partners for everyone we're not just here to sell you stuff we're here to be like hey it's in everyone's interest. We want to watch you grow. We want to make sure that you do it sensibly so that you succeed and don't just like do it for six months and then give up. 
yeah that definitely it's not we're not kind of here to push products onto people if it's not going to work for them and be like oh you know you need to buy this because it's the best thing ever we're here to kind of go right what do you want to achieve and this is how we're going to help you achieve it one thing i kind of wanted to to ask you both about because i know that um you know if someone's starting out there's a good chance they might speak to one of you two when they're along along their journey so um (laughs) And the last time we spoke, we kind of touched upon, you know, how to get started sort of day one, week one, month one. Um, But one thing I wanted to kind of, to make sure that people don't do it, I guess, essentially, is is there anything that you notice people often make as a mistake? Perhaps we're talking more like six months in, they've done it for a little bit. And then they're like that kind of at that point where they're like, they've already kind of got keep going or give up, or there's like a mistake. They've been successful, but they're actually, you know, for example, they forgot to, pay themselves or they've they've got those kind of simple mistakes that you see people making that kind of could make or break someone at the beginning that you'd like to be able to like here's a here's a here's a platform to be like don't do these things because <laughs> do do this <laughs> I, I, i've certainly got a couple do you want me to yeah me to lead? i'm trying to have a think <laughs> okay so number one and this is based on so cat and i between us have done done new business for otherwise for probably 20 uh, 25 20 25 years between us. So we've, yes, we had it together. we've onboarded a lot of great <laughs> partners. And the, one of the best things about the job, the, the, the thing that really gives us a, a lift is seeing someone that makes it. You know, and they'll, yeah. they'll say, oh, I spoke to you last year. And, and we've covered this on our, on our first podcast, but that, that really does give us a, give us a kick. Um, advice number one is remember to take some breaks. So we've all been there. It's make or break. You know, I'm going to throw my all into this. I'm going to go uh, gangbusters and I'm, I'm going to do everything I need to do to make this work. Love that spirit. Love that vibe. <laughs> Feel it. Relate. But do take some breaks, be it uh, an early finish on a Friday, be it weekends, be it, you know, making sure you only do so many hours a week because burnout can be real. And for a lot of our, our existing customers, our mutual customers or new starts, they're normally small uh, uh, headcount, so it's maybe one person doing everything, or there's a, uh, a couple of friends doing it, or you know, there's usually five people or less in, in in some of our some of our typical new new customer businesses, and you can end up finding jobs to do twenty four seven. But I think take a break is probably a key one. Um, number two would be, and this is on the practical side, so many people uh, get obsessed with starting a website, right? Yeah. So they, they, they get their business going, they've got orders coming through, they've got the, the, the sets out of where to buy the garments and they're dealing with you for transfers. And then they'll decide, right, I'm going to build their own website because I'm going to generate all this traffic. I've got a search engine optimization idea, SEO in business speak. And trying to build a website is so hard. It's like you just constant, as you guys know, we know, and anyone that's tried to do it is listening to this podcast going, it's true. Yep. So if you've not tried to build a website and you want to, by all means, but what we what we tend to find is unless you're really, really technical and you can do it all very efficiently, and I'm talking about 5% of, of the people I've ever met here, um, it just becomes all consuming. So rather than focusing on your business and servicing your orders and invoicing your customers and managing your consumables and making sure you've got enough transfers on the shelf for when they next want some products, you end up spending all your spare time building a website and then you'll change a color we'll discontinue a color and everything's out of date and you're starting again so there's, there's a couple of things one is if you want to build a website we will share all of our data and imagery with you free of charge no problem please 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 if you are intimidated by building a website don't <laughs> um, number two is 
we sell a white label uh, website offering as well, which which uh, is customizable to a large extent. You can choose which sectors or which products you show, or it might be that you import your own towels from Turkey, so you don't want to show any towels that otherwise sell, but you will sell everything else. Um, so it's really quite it's it's a it's a, a website in a box, and there's a monthly fee just to cover the cost of running it and we develop it, and you can place orders for it. Or your customer can. They can upload artwork. They can pay and check out on all the cards that you normally pay for shopping online or PayPal. Um, but certainly the website one seems to be, well, I'm up and running now. I've got a, you know, hopefully I've got a tax bill on the way. My accountant says I need to reduce the profits a bit. I'll develop a website. <laughs> and um, yeah, you, you, it, it, it does seem to be an Achilles heel where it probably looks quite easy. I'm not technical. It looks quite easy, but once you start doing it, it kind of sucks the life out of everything else that you're doing. So certainly for me, if you want to do a website, go for it. I shouldn't judge you by my own technical ability, <laughs> but I've yet to see a lot of people do a great job of it. So I'd either say utilize socials um, because with yeah. socials, you probably don't need to have a website, certainly in your infancy. You, know, you tend to find people get going by word of mouth or they're a member of a sports club or they've got a friend who's in the community that, that has uh, has a need for garments they run their own business or they're involved in a school or something um so they've got contacts to sell to already or if they're running their own fashion brand and they're artistic and creative insta's the place to be you've then got etsy facebook there's still a bit of that but we see insta being the main channel for for, for that sort of business and utilizing the hashtags um so yeah websites for me is probably one to uh, be 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 forewarned and forearmed. Yeah. I think a lot of people when they first start out as well might be, I know you said about there being like smaller amount of people on the team, but a lot of people probably are starting this while maybe working as well, or yep. you know, they don't want to give up a full-time job, or maybe they're working part-time and not everybody has the full week to give to their new business. If you if they do, they're very lucky or very silly, depending on the finance situation. Um, but I think you're you're right. It's definitely something that you should be aware of because you know from personal experience Andy and I here whenever we do anything website related I'm like right give me three days I'll be back like <laughs> it takes so much time and you know ours is done it's built it's just like keeping it optimized um and it can take up a lot of time and like you said it's it's making sure that you're using all of those spare hours to really grow your business not what you think you should have for a business I think there's a bit of a stigma around people should have you know I'll go to whatever printshop.com and oh you're an official business now like no so many people make so much money through socials through yeah. Etsy yeah. through Shopify as long as you've got that email list of customer data which we've talked about a lot um, then you're pretty much good to go totally you, you, you've nailed it yeah. um, nailed it and I think probably 10 or 15 years ago it was as you say it was kind of a mark of gravitas or kudos oh, I've got a website even if you've only just got going I think times have changed um so yeah but by all means please do do tap into our data but um if you feel a web, building a website isn't going to work out for you talk to you guys about your bit talk to us about our bit and we'll we'll find a way and and help you to focus on on keeping the business going and growing growing the business which is what we're all here to do yeah or if, if that's something that's like even if that is your end goal is like actually start off without one but say okay every every order i make i'm gonna put 50p towards the website and then at a certain point, well, I'll just pay someone to build it for me then. Then it's yeah. not going to take that time away from you, but you still have that website that you need. It's yeah. about growing it at kind of a realistic rate as well. So I think sometimes people can kind of 
they put this pressure on themselves to be like, right, I'm this and it's going well. I've, you know, I've sold a little bit, but I've got, I've got to sell so much more. I've got to do this. And I think it's quite easy for them to kind of be on that treadmill where it's getting a bit too quick. So it's all about kind of making sure you're enjoying it, picking the right products and selling to the customers that you want to sell to as well. Um, you know, and not just kind of feeling like you've got to grow your business at this crazy rate when it, you know, you're doing it for enjoyment as well, aren't you? So. Yeah, I think it's a lot of what works for the customer, isn't it? Like we've yeah. had so many different people come in here for events and for one-to-one sessions and everybody's business and the way they structure it and the way they run it is all so different. And I think it's just what works for you. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's just, yeah. okay, this is how I'm going to do it. This works for me. And then once you get to that point where you need to level up or take it to the next stage, you can talk to Rallowise, you can talk to Target and we'll help you do that. Um, but like you said, Kat, you don't need to go like all guns blazing for the first six months year or whatever it is building a business you need to grow it first um is there anything that's coming out for Rallowise for 2023 any new products that anyone should that our customers should be aware of oh yes yes we've got some exciting yeah um one of the one of the brands that I'm quite excited for is um Nimbus Play so as a few of our customers will probably know, um, Nimbus already is a brand. They, you know, really nice quality products, great jackets, that kind of thing. Um, but they've actually kind of set up a separate brand for more of the athleisure side of it. Um, so there's some really, really good products coming from there as well. Very much like leisure based as opposed to corporate. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one I'm most excited for. <laughs> and um similar to what I'm wearing now, I suppose, there's uh, there's some really nice colors coming out. So sort of there's, there's an expansion of the natural uh, or, or the nude sort of shades. And there's some really nice light, airy pastel colors coming down as well. So pinks and greens and light blues and washed out yellows. Um, so again, for a creative person, I think there's a really good good uh, selection of colors coming out that will lend themselves really well to different, different prints and designs. Yeah, we had a customer in for um, the Bella event, actually. You might remember, but we there was somebody there with a black hoodie on and they had a massive DTF print on the back and the detail in the design of that print on the black hoodie just completely popped and it stood out across the whole room I think yeah like you say for creative people this year whether it's a really vibrant design on a classic black or grey or white or if you want to venture out into a more of a colour option there's so much more available yeah. now and coming into next year and I am curious though I wonder how many more neutral shades we can get I know it's a massive trend but surely there's only so many nudes that one company can produce in terms of garment that came out wrong <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> well I, 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 if you look at the uh, makeup set counter in boots there's a lot of a lot of different shades isn't there so uh, very good point very good point I think, uh, I think we've got maybe we should have a guess how many total we're going to have for next year <laughs> I think um, something that's just kind of touching on the point that you've said there about the, the hoodie with the really cool design on it, something that we have noticed sort of looking through the new products for next year is that a lot of um, brands are kind of bringing in more of those core products or they're kind of renewing and rejuvenating their core products. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of different hoodies, T-shirts, just so that those kinds of basics can cater for everybody. It's not like, oh, here's one hoodie and that's kind of it. There's so much more now and people are really starting to focus on that i think we'll see a lot of that next year when you say rejuvenate products do you mean they're improving the quality of them or they're just Im improving the fit or what's the what are they changing about them to improve them 
there's a bit of a mix of everything. So there's kind of some that are bringing out like an oversized fit, some that are bringing out sort of a slightly different fabric. So there's a mix really. So it just, it just gives people a few more options, but in the very core styles. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think was the oversized one has been a massive one this year, hasn't yeah. it? We've had we've seen quite a few. No I know it's one of my personal yeah. favourites. <laughs> I love oversize. Yeah, it it's, works, like, it's, it's now works, socially it? acceptable to wear it to work, which is my yeah. favourite thing. So I can turn up in an oversized jumper and it's fashionable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> I think um, another buzzword that uh, we're, we're hearing from from our brands and our suppliers is the casualisation of, of uniform and workwear. Yeah. So in the new for 2023, there's probably um, more garments coming out for uniform and, and workwear. And when we say workwear, we're speaking largely about what we call light workwear. So office wear, um, sort of uh, front of house wear, so hotels, gyms, um, leisure centers, that sort of thing. So just standard, standard uniform, really. Um, workwear is in trade, electrical, carpentry, plumber, uh, builders, we, we cater for that as well. So we do highly functional, high performing, great value, hardcore workwear. Um, but we're seeing a casualization in that that sort of everyday uniform workwear market too. So there's some really nice stuff coming out that isn't quite as as corporate and as as boring as it used to be. And I think that that trend's driven by the the desire for comfort, uh, the desire for a, a lighter fabric. Um, certainly in the summer, we, we had heat waves this year in the UK, didn't we, where it got a bit bit warm. Um, and traditionally, our workwear in this country is very thick, very heavy. So I think we'll see that that trend uh, continue to, to expand as the year goes on. I would agree. I think that's feedback we've had from our customers as well. And I think the, the end wearer is, is a lot more educated on what a nice piece of workwear is now. So I think the demand, they're, they're pushing it towards their the business owner that, it's buying it from the people who are listening to this podcast as well. They want something more comfortable. They want a better fit. So they want nicer things. Like, well, because they just they just understand fabric and clothing a bit more. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's that whole feel good factor, isn't there? If if you're wearing something, doing your your your, your role or your job, and you, you're comfortable, you're confident, it performs how you need it to. Does that feel good factor? So there's there's a benefit to the employer because the the, the employees feel motivated and valued and, and cared for and there's also value to the, the clothing supplier that gives them gives them the uniform as well because they've managed to to provide what what the, the workforce were looking for so i think workwear and uniform will continue to become very attractive very appealing and, and dare i say it very trendy <laughs> well i'm gonna hold you to that <laughs> we'll assess in a few months <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that bit out <laughs> Um, the workwear one is an interesting one, actually. We've spoken about it a few times and I think it's, or we've had conversations how I think it's a massive untapped market in terms of what heat printers think can be done and garments that can be decorated onto. So I take it you've seen a lot of your customers sort of dabble in the workwear market and then realise what opportunities there and had sort of roaring successes. Yeah, sure. Like it's, because it is like Simon said, it's not just kind of here's a shirt and that's it. It's, you know, t-shirts, polo shirts, hoodies, like jackets, fleeces, body warmers, everything. Like, you know, they, they really can explore those options with people. And, you know, if they go in with a list of ideas, they can inspire their customer. So the, the end user um, to maybe try something a bit different as well. Like, you know, maybe they've always worn their shirts and ties and that sort of thing. Maybe you want to get them to try something new. It might just inspire them to give it a go. Yeah, as well I think... as, 
I'm sorry, Andy, go for it. Yeah, go first, just... I was going to say that the well, uh, yeah, so workwear. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I think we we as a as a as an industry, um, or maybe speaking personally for myself, I'm probably guilty of I get quite excited about the latest bands T-shirt or the latest fashion labels print, and I look at it, I think, oh, that's a such and such garment. We we sold it to the printer, and look what he's done, and that <laughs> that taps into our creative um, artistic side. But actually, workwear is is what we would refer to as, as bread and butter for us. So it it's a perennial, it's an evergreen, it, it's always required. And if you think about all your small local businesses, your tradespeople, your big utility companies, the courier companies, supermarket shops, we could go on and on, security, car park, all of it, above the wing at the airport, below the wing, all these technical terms I've picked up over the years. Um, <laughs> workwear and uniform is huge. Yeah. Um, and in times of... of uh, economic downturn you know I don't want to get negative but potentially as, as people are listening to this podcast we're entering a period of, of uh, economic challenges I think workwear will still be there there will still be a demand for it because it gets used it gets worn it gets dirty it's your corporate image people change new recruits arrive at companies but ultimately I think there'll probably be a focus on on good value uh, which is what we were touching on earlier and I think our offering and our, our brand's offering, our supplier's uh, product offering is really well placed to offer the end user via the, our, our decorator customer um, great value for their, their workwear and their, their uniform. I think as well with workwear, the reason it's a, a good opportunity for anyone listening to, to get involved with is that there's always multiples. There's always, yeah. you know, some places have <laughs> lots of big workforce, but they always have... It's not just like I'm just, there's 100 people there and they will get a T-shirt each. It's they get a T-shirt each. They get probably multiple T-shirts, multiple hoodies, jackets, hats, you name it. There's a, and it's a real chance for you to build your average order value up and yes. then ultimately have a more successful business off the back of that as well. Yeah, there's a lot of different kind of products you can use for upselling. So like bags and hats are easy. You know, you don't have any issues with sizing with those. So, yeah, if you can accessorize workwear as well, then even better. And we're, we're finding a lot of uh, councils are wanting to work with a local um, company now. So where in traditionally they just put it out to tender and gone with whoever came in on, on the best points on a tender document. And for those people who don't know what a tender document is, don't Google it. They're boring, <laughs> boring and technical. Uh, um, we, we, we don't do them, obviously, because we deal with the printer or, or, or the embroiderer. But we will sometimes sit down with a, a partner who says, I've got to fill out a tender. Um, my council is saying that they're going to send the, the refuse team or the, the uh, gardening team out in all weathers. They've asked me for some summer wear, which is that easy. I'm comfortable with that. But they've asked me for some winter wear products or some winter wear jackets or some high vis uh, that conforms to a particular uh, technical classification. Won't bore us all to death here and now with that. But we, again, we've got the in-house expertise where if, if a, a, a partner wants some advice and some assistance or they've got a tender and the, it's about high vis and it's got to be classification 1.3 or whatever it is we, we will uh, work with you on that to give you uh, the means to go and submit that tender or um, you know just just put a recommendation in so that workwear is is um, is something that really we ought to be excited about and we ought to value and cherish because as you've touched on it's uh, it's an evergreen and I can't ever see that changing are there any other industries that obviously workwear is a massive one, but are there any other 
areas that you would advise people to look into selling to um, or for obviously additional income streams? I mean, if you have a heat press and you have access to the garments and the transfers, there's so many different industries that you could tap into to make a profit in there. Um, is there anything in specific that comes to mind that you could recommend as well as, you know, your standard to your brand and the workwear side of things? Yeah, so something um, we see a lot of, especially with the newer customers, um, is like that kind of gifting baby wear, like that industry's just gone off the scale, like particularly with the kind of um, twinning aspect, you know, where you've got the mum or the dad and the kid all matching. Um, so that sort of like personal gifting thing seems to be taken off um, massively. We're seeing so much of it. So yeah, that's probably one I tap into. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good, really good one. I think this, we we had a blog post I think last week about that the similar sort of thing is that when you kind of work out how many babies were born this year and how many will be having their first Christmas this year it's like it's staggering and so only like the if you only sold some twin sets the tiniest amount of that you could probably run a whole business off the back of it yeah definitely people want like a photograph for every sort of milestone as well so you know it's kind of like first Christmas first Halloween first Easter like every birthday. Um, you know, because social media has kind of driven that. So, yeah, I'd say that that's definitely one to, to have a look at. Did you have one? You've pinched them all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I, I, would, um, I would just say don't, don't ignore cafes and, and bistros and restaurants. So I think because of where we've been as a, as a, as a, across the world with lockdowns and that sort of thing, probably cafes and bistros haven't been at the top of, top of people's hit list in our sector. Uh, and when I say that, because they've been subject to being shut down they've been open now for probably eight nine months maybe 12 even in, in some parts of the uk but certainly next um april onwards uh, we, we should see a fantastic um sort of shirt blouse apron um or maybe a denim uh, a, a denim look to it as well so i think any cafes bistros restaurants tourist trade that sort of thing be tapping into that from the end of feb um, to the end of March onwards because the demand comes in mid-March and it runs all the way through to sort of June, July then. So that, that's a great sector to uh, look at and, and, and market to if you're not already doing so. I think as well on the top, on like cafes and restaurants as well, is, is actually encouraging them to have their own merchandise range as well, as well as just having the workwear that people are wearing. It's actually, if, it, if you get the artwork done nicely, you could, you could sell the same T-shirts to people that come in as tourists or fans of your restaurant they're like yeah I want, to, I want to support them I know they've had a couple of hard years people will happily do that um, but you, I don't think enough places in the UK are doing that as a an extra kind of revenue stream for, for as from the point of view of the cafe or restaurant as well it's a really good idea there's um, a cafe by us that's they're very into like their eco-sustainable products um, so all their like coffees done like sustainably um, and they sell like bags, uh, tote bags and T-shirts with some really nice designs that they've come up with. And obviously someone's printed it for them and they've gone through a printer for it. Um, but they look really good and people do buy into it from them, you know, and, and it's it's a great extra kind of income from them. A couple that I'd like to really quickly plug as well, rather shamelessly, is that is, uh, Leavers, Leavers season is about to kick off. Do you know well. what? That was on the tip of my tongue <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> is our, our 2023 levers design template is free to download now so if anyone wants a bit and we did a webinar maybe like a month ago where we ran through the whole process of how to do it. it's really easy once you've done it a couple of times so if you're thinking about offering levers stuff it, it's kind of february through to mid 
to late June is the season for it. So it's a really big opportunity. Uh, all the demonstrations we've done were with products we bought from Rallowise. So you can kind of get a full transparent picture of what it takes to put it together. There's been so many orders already. I walked through the production house the other day and the amount of Levis designs that I saw for 2023, I was like, wow, people are getting in early this year. <laughs> Um, and as well, school trips. So I think there's something that we've seen yeah. a lot of uh, feedback recently, and we've actually had to create some stock designs to put on our um, transferring systems. Like here's some ones where you can just put his London, but just put the school's name above it, that sort of thing, because there'll be a lot more, I think, in the same way that cafes and restaurants should have a more normal spring summer hopefully is that actually you'll find that people traveling and schools traveling universities secondary schools primary schools will all be starting to travel but you need to have that conversation in the sort of the next month or so so you can get that february march half term and then you can get the easter holiday then you can get activities a week later in the year so now's the time to have those conversations because again that's three or four things that could repeat over the next six months definitely we'd echo that in in the sort of seasonality of the sales we see in those sectors so uh, good solid advice and i think we've had just a touch on the levers thing um before we go with the amount of people that we know or have had come in here that purely run their printing business just through lever season and then they don't work for the rest of the year because it's that (laughs) profitable for those like three or four months and then i mean obviously if you have the heat press like we've touched on you're much more likely to be producing other things but yeah i was quite surprised i was like oh i'd fancy half a year off (laughs) (laughs) i think uh, i think they tell us they they do a year's worth of work in six months yeah uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely Oh, brilliant. I mean, I don't have anything else I wanted to cover today. Is there anything that's come into your mind? No, I think I think that's some really useful stuff for people who are sort of thinking about starting their journey. But the you know, the bottom line is don't be a stranger to any of us because we're we're here to help. Um so we want we want to see you all succeed and we want to, you know, yeah. make sure you do that sensibly and scalably. So, you know, if you have questions about transfers, get in touch with us and likewise garments. With the reason we invite Rallowise on is because they are the experts in the UK, so they know more about blank products than anyone else. So um, we want to make sure you have access to them as well so you can get everything you need to be successful that way. 100%. And we can't wait to do what's new for uh, summer in a couple of months with you, if you'll uh, be so kind. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us and help out our customers um but until then uh, that's okay um thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode thank you stay safe and see you soon take care bye Bye, guys